say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. 0%. Here's what that means. While the price of some things go up, went up last month, the price of other things went down by the same amount. The result, zero inflation last month. The people were still hurting, but zero inflation last month. Economists look at a measure of inflation that ignores food and energy prices, and they call it core inflation. That's about the lowest amount in several years, several months. When you couple that with last week's booming jobs report of 528,000 jobs created last month and 3.5% unemployment, it underscores the kind of economy we've been building. We're seeing a stronger labor market where jobs are booming and Americans are working, and we're seeing some signs that inflation may be getting to moderate. That's what happens when you build an economy from the bottom up and the middle out. The wealthy do very well and everyone has a chance. It gives everyone a chance to make progress. Now I want to be clear, for the global challenges we face from the war in Europe to disruption of supply chains and pandemic shutdowns uh, in Asia, we, uh, we could face additional headwinds in the months ahead. Our work is far from over, but two things should be clear. First, the economic plan is working, and second, is building an economy that will reward work. Wages are up this month, provide opportunity, help the middle class, and still have work to do, but we're on track. Happy Hump Day. Welcome back. Uh, I know what you're thinking. Why am I listening to what is considered now, even though it's not that old, what's considered now to be old news coming into? Nobody wants to hear Sleepy Creepy's voice anytime, but especially first thing in the morning, you got to hear that decrepit old man. It does all tie into what we're going to talk about. Uh, Joe Biden's on vacation. He is taking a break from his vacation to make sure that he signs the Inflation Reduction Act, which, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's going to sign that. And then uh, climate change just got a, their piggy bank got a little bit fuller. So they can do that. Power grab is getting a little stronger. Rights are going to be a little more restricted. Uh, but they say it's all in the name of helping inflation. You know, I'd like to know how spending money and restricting business helps with inflation, but you know, maybe I just don't understand the way things work. Uh, funny thing is Joe Biden was talking about 0% inflation. A study's been done uh, over the past couple of weeks, and Fox News reported it, and this is what it had to say. Like a few items from the grocery store. I'm still racking up like $200 bills, and yet... I have like two things, two meals to make for dinner. I noticed the prices when I was at checkout. Prices were ridiculous. Groceries are all up. Gas is up. Water bill, electric bill, everything. As a parent, you want to buy the 25-cent folder. You can't find them. So you have to spend a dollar something on a folder. The inflation is on our items, but not in our pocket. Well, everyday Americans certainly feeling the heat of inflation, while a new report reveals that inflation is costing the average American $717 a month. I felt it necessary to point that out because when Joe Biden came out and said 0% inflation and they're talking about this reduction act, I said, are you feeling any relief? And I think if you're a listener, a consistent listener, you know that. And I says, anybody feeling any relief? Is your grocery bill changed at all? Has your gas changed at all? No. Somebody finally went around and did exactly what most of us are thinking. It's not like I'm the only person thinking that, but most of us are thinking that and ask people how they feel. And then the numbers come out. Study finds $771 is what 
it's costing your average family extra per month. Per year, you're looking at 8,600 and change. So unless you got a really solid raise over the course of the last year, unless you made that $8,600 up, you're falling behind. Most Americans are. You know, let's be honest. Who got an $8,000 raise? It's doubtful unless you're already making enough money to where you wouldn't feel the impact of this anyways. Uh, let me clean that up. You'd feel the impact, but it's not hurting you the same way it would hurt people on the bottom tier. Um, or you got a, you change a job and you happen to get a job where you've made the difference up and you're just kind of breaking even, or maybe you got slightly ahead of inflation. Um, the inflation reduction act, no matter what they're feeding you from the left and mainstream media, they're having to tell the truth. Now you kind of can't avoid it. We're at a point where I think even your average American is paying attention enough to know that there's no way you spending additional money that we don't have is going to reduce inflation. Um, the, the latest federal data shows that the producer price index, the price charged by American businesses, was up 9.8% in July compared to the same time last year. Uh, and in May, the cost of groceries for Americans were up 11% over 2021, which is a 42-year high. I mean, so we're getting hammered one way or the other. I know Joe Biden was bragging earlier this month about the reduction in the cost of gas. Of gas. We've been over this. Recession drives the prices of things down. Supply and demand has a big part of that. It's not like he was able to produce more oil and he offset and the prices are down. These are all because we're in a bad economy. People aren't spending. The recession is here, so the prices are going down. The Congressional Budget Office revealed that uh, the legislation, that $80 billion for new IRS audits, will, will take at least $20 billion from the working middle and middle-class Americans earning less than 400000 a year. These billions are in addition to the billions that are already taken from the group. So in a socialist society, you know, you, you can't have a middle class. And Joe Biden and his uh, buddies up there in Washington, D.C. are working hard on eliminating the middle class uh, through taxes, through price increases. You know, it's going to get to a point where if you were an average family in the United States, and let's say you had dual income or even single income, if you were making around seventy-five to, say, $100,000 a year, you are right. You're in the middle class. You're doing okay. You should have enough to afford uh, a normal lifestyle, I'm not saying that you got all this extra money laying around, you know, you would have an average house, average cars, but you can get by on that without a problem. The additional strain of inflation means that your money is worthless, so you are working backwards, and now on top of that, with everything that they're going to do with the IRS, they're going to have to somehow try to make some of these funds up that they're putting, uh, that they're putting out there, and naturally they're going to tax us even harder so they'll keep forcing you to the uh, poverty level if they can which also creates that and widens the gap between the rich and the poor you know and that's so they can keep the hostilities up where the poor are always blaming the rich for everything and that way maybe they can get the rich to pay for as much as they want them to pay for and make them out to be the boogeyman and not necessarily the government so Joe Biden ultimately is full of crap. This act that they just passed, the Inflation Act, is not going to do anything but make inflation rise slightly. 
So we should, this should get worse before it gets better. And even all economists now agree that things will get worse before they may potentially get better. Nobody gives you a definite that they're going to get better. I can tell you definitely things will get better when power changes in D.C. That's when things get better. When the Republicans take control of Congress, take control of the Senate, take control of the White House, things will get better. Until that day comes, you know, we're going to be on a bumpy ride going forward for at least the foreseeable. You know, you got at least a couple years where it's going to be ugly under this presidency. All right, changing direction. Uh, White teachers, if you are in Minneapolis, get ready. White teachers must be laid off or reassigned before educators of color under the new terms of a Minneapolis Teachers Union contract between the Minneapolis Federation of Teachers Union and the school districts. In the contract, uh, educators of color section states that if a non-white teacher is subject to excess, the district must instead access a white teacher with the next least seniority, according to Alpha News. The agreement was made on March 25th between Minneapolis Federation of Teachers and the district to end a 14-day teacher strike, uh, the Sunday report stated. Starting with the spring of 2023 budget tie-out cycle, if accessing a teacher who is a member of a population underrepresented among licensed teachers in the site, the district shall access the next last senior teacher who is not a member of an unrepresent or underrepresented population, the agreement states. Accessing is defined as uh, the process of reducing staff in a particular school when there is a reduction in the number of available positions in a title or license area in that school. The agreement also states that non-white teachers may be exempted from the district-wide layoff outside seniority orders. The agreement also allows teachers forum uh, underrepresented, underrepresented population to be re excuse me to be reinstated in their position over white teachers according to the outlet <laughs> reverse racism right <clears throat> so minneapolis if you're a white teacher in minneapolis your union will definitely lay you off uh, prior or before they lay off a underrepresented uh, class of people so that's going to be uh, God, all this new terminology is so stupid. Normally you would just say black, Hispanic, Native American, but now it's people of color or black and brown people. You're going to get the axe first. The axe first. So there are lawyers stepping in. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, it, I'm reading this to you so you can see the madness that's going on if you don't live in those areas. If you're in Minneapolis and you do live in that area and this is news to you because let's say you happen to be a white teacher, something you may want to look into because obviously the union doesn't have at heart your best interests. They're not going to lay you off because you're a bad teacher. not going to lay you off because you've done something wrong. They're simply going to lay you off because of your skin color. Now, I would have to say... And again, I said there are people that are going to pursue this legally, as they should. In the Minneapolis Constitution, as well as the America, America's Constitution, it would be illegal to single you out because of your color. 
it's funny how that is going to apply now more than ever to this situation, but how they try to work their way around it. You see how the left, how sneaky and crafty they are. When they need a result, they're going to pull that out and say, well, you can't do that because that means you're singling out black people and that's against the Constitution, it's against the law, we'll take this all the way to court. But but when they need that law to work for them, all of a sudden they're not breaking the law and it's A-OK that they're singling somebody out for their color just because they have painted out all white Americans to be the boogeyman, we're the bad people, and it would be OK because they are owed some type of reparations for things that had happened hundreds of years ago that probably a good majority of Americans were even their lineage wasn't part of. You know, I'm I'm one of those in particular. Uh, we didn't come over till 1903, and it's documented. So we didn't own slaves, and that's it. Why am I paying for that? You, you're going to tag me because my skin's a little lighter than yours? Seems mighty racist. But yet nobody calls out their side for being the racists that they truly are, and they think that it's A-OK to do the things that they're doing. Um, so Minneapolis, again, if you're a teacher, if this is the first you've heard of it, go reach out to your, your local uh, congressmen, see if there's anybody that can get involved, maybe get more exposure on this, so that way people are, if they don't know, they're in the know and they know what's going on. And if you're a teacher, certainly lawyer up, especially if you're a white teacher, because you are now on the chopping block solely because you are white. Very nice. It's a, the, the world, we are at a point where it has just gone upside down. It is insane nowadays. I don't know how we got to this point. It's been slow. It's been calculated. Things had to go the right way for the people that wanted it to get here. But we are at a point, we're at a point in time in America where nothing makes sense. And I think that most of us on any given day, anything that you hear, uh, it doesn't surprise you the way it probably should surprise you, the way it would have surprised us uh, not too long ago, even just a couple decades ago. And I know that sounds like a long time to a lot of people, especially if you're young, you're looking like, ah, a couple decades, give it a little bit of time. Because I can tell you for a fact that at my age, when I think back to when I was in my early, mid-20s, it doesn't seem that long ago. You know, my memory, I still feel, at least in my mind, that I'm not that far from that position. I always, you feel young. It's my body that tells me differently. My body starts letting me know that, uh, you know, hey, tough guy. Yeah, that sounds good in your mind, but let me tell you something. Your body, (laughs) well, it's not in agreement with you anymore. Um, You think you're going to go run that marathon, but uh, I'm going to tell you what's really going to happen. You're going to take off. You're going to look good out of the box. You're going to be on the TV and you're going to get that 100 yards in. And then you're going to go and start walking because that's all you got left in you. (laughs) So it's not that long ago. Believe me, it goes by fast. You know, 20 years ago, Disney wasn't what Disney is. Uh, The government, the government's always been bad. But the hate that they have for America wasn't there. If it was, it was much quieter and it was a smaller group. I mean, Openly, these people in D.C. hate this country and openly tell you that we need to transition into something else. You know, it, 20 years ago, 
you'd be done. The American people didn't want to hear it. Whether you were left, right, or center didn't even matter. Nobody wanted to hear it because we all still had pride in our country and everybody still loved this country. It's this newer generation that they're working very hard on to manipulate them and change their mind and turn them against this country, hoping that in the future they'll be able to achieve their long-term goal. Uh, and it's it's scary, and it happens fast. You know, like I said, a couple decades is not as long as you think it is. Time, the older you get, time seems to go very fast, and it seems very short. All right. Electric vehicles. Uh, a Midwestern push for electric vehicle charging station clusters too much too soon. Shocker. Four Midwestern states have joined forces to create a so-called Lake Michigan EV uh, circuit tour. A network of electric vehicle charging stations that will span 1,100 miles off the shoreline in Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Governors have dubbed the multi-state effort as an electric Route 66 that will incentivize, incentivize excuse me, ecotourism in the region and encourage EV adoption in their respective states. Here's the problem. <laughs> whether those incentives will be enough to justify the high costs and outstanding concerns about charging infrastructure beyond the route itself remain to be seen. Mark Schumer, uh, the director of communications at Cox Automotive, said that every time we do research on what's stopping consumers or giving consumers pause to buying electric vehicles, the three things that come up consistently in any research are Price, range of the vehicle, and available infrastructure. <laughs> Everything we always talk about. The cars are too expensive. The technology is not good enough to, to be able to go around the United States in these cars nonstop without having to stop and charge your vehicle for hours on end so you'll never get anywhere. And then charging stations at the moment... There is not that many of them, so you would have to be very strategic how you would plan a vacation, knowing where these charging stations are so that you would be able to uh, somehow work that into your plan to pause and charge here. And then if we're going, we got to make sure we go a little off track and head over this way because we can only charge over here. And it's a nightmare. Not to mention our electric grid cannot handle all of these charging stations that they're proposing we put in everywhere. And the, the federal government knows that. You don't, you don't think that they know that. Again, all these Green Deal ideas is all about control. They know that we lack the infrastructure to handle that load on all of our power. Especially, especially if you're going to get away from fossil fuels. There is literally no way. So what's the end game? The end game would be you get rid of fossil fuels... You know the grid can't handle these electric cars, so what you end up doing is containing people in sections. If you're in South Florida, well, you're probably not going to venture much outside of South Florida or the state of Florida because you just can't do it anymore because it's not feasible. There's not enough power. Your car doesn't go as far, so people start being contained in their little areas. Again, all little tiny control methods that when you put them in together and you figure out all the information and you, you package it up, it equals a totalitarian state where they're in charge, it's their world, you live as they want you to live, not the way you want to live, 
But as they instruct you to live, you're going to live their way, and that's it. This is just the latest, greatest example. They're going to go and spend all this money to put in all these electric charging stations that will span 1,100 miles through all these states. How many people own electric vehicles up there that are going to utilize these stations that there is such a high demand for? You're putting the cart in front of the horse. Once the demand gets high enough for these charging stations, then you should start adding these big areas where people can charge every couple hundred miles. But until then, how many people are actually in these states, in Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, and Wisconsin, how many people over there own electric vehicles that are going to go do a tour around Lake Michigan? I would venture to say not not nearly enough for what it's going to cost them to put all this in. Now, you want to put a couple charging stations there strategically placed about the time their battery is going to run out? Fine. Put in a few stations, whatever. I doubt they're going to get real busy. But to go out of your way to spend the millions of dollars that it's going to take to put this system in, there's just not any demand for it. Really, the only reason that I could see you're doing it is it's good PR. You go out there and you say, we're doing it. We're doing it for the environment. Look what we've done. Now, if you have an electric vehicle, you don't have to worry about it. You can do a little tour around the lake and you can feel comfortable that you'll always have a place to charge your car at and we're saving the environment at the same time. Uh, Beyond that, this is uh, taxpayer money poorly spent that could be spent on many, many other things that are actually needed today rather than a nonsense charging station. I brought you the numbers. How manufacturers, how many cars that are being manufactured, 1% of cars manufactured are electric vehicles right now, 1%. The population that owns them in the United States, I believe it is equal. It is 1%. So 1% of the United States. You say that, oh, Joe, how could it be that low? Well, if you got 33, uh, 330, excuse me, million people, 1%, you have 3.3 million. I mean, that's a lot of cars. You know, you should see quite a few of them in every state. You can split that up between 50 states. You're going to see quite a few of them. So then you start paying attention and you go, oh, well, there's a Tesla there and there's a Tesla there. And probably in your bigger cities, you're going to see more than in your more rural areas. You'll probably see a lot less of them because they're not efficient. So yeah, it, it makes sense. But you're, do you remember, they're going out of their way to spend millions and millions. Actually, if you're going to do the whole United States, billions upon billions of dollars to put charging stations in that our electric, uh, our, our power grids cannot handle uh, just for the sake of saying that we're going green. It's great, man. I, yeah, you know, I love seeing tax money wasted. It's great. It makes me feel good, especially now that the IRS is going to be coming after all of us even more, and they're going to be taking more money from us. It's always nice to know that the money's being well spent. It's being spent on crap that nobody uses. It's wonderful. <laughs> God. All right, it's hump day. That's it. That's all I got for you today. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. It does help people find me on Apple. If you'd like to check out any videos I do or you want to catch my podcast, everything is all linked up to my website, littlejoecc.com. You can also go to the contact section there and send me a message. If you do not want to go to the website and just want to browse on YouTube or Rumble, YouTube, Little Joe CC, Rumble, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Beyond that, have a beautiful Wednesday. The week's half over. We'll do it again tomorrow.